in today's show, we've got news about Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland now being closed. God help us all. Taste testing happening in the France Pavilion. Walt Disney Studios to turn Bambi into the latest live action remake. Man is in the woods. Uh, <laughs> new meetups, <laughs> trivia, and so much more all in today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right. How you doing tonight, T? Good, 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 good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I'm doing wonderful myself. Uh, we want to welcome everybody. Uh, if this is your first time here, you just discovered the show. Thank you. Uh, we are the Disney Parks Podcast. We like to cram all of the magic news and rumors from all across the world of Disney Parks Resorts into one shiny penny of a podcast and that's what we do uh so so glad that you're here if you're watching live during the uh facebook live uh please uh give us a thumbs up let us know you're here uh share this video with your friends maybe start a watch party uh and watch with a group of your friends chat with us because that's the best way to get the most engagement chat with each other Tony and I are working here. We try to chat in between the news stories. Uh, and if you're not doing anything uh, on Monday nights and you're looking for a little bit of a Disney fix, and trust me, we've all been there, uh, you want to come join us at 8 p.m. Eastern time at facebook.com slash Disney Parks Podcast, and you can join us for the live show. Jeez. So every, everything good on your end, buddy? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty Everything's well? Pretty, Everything's well? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. We did uh, we did a few shows already for all of our Patreons. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Yeah. Uh, and I want to talk about our sponsors for this show, which is our friends over at Destinations to Travel. It doesn't matter what type of vacation you're planning, uh, a cruise, a first-time cruise, a trip to any of the Disney parks except for the two that are closed uh, because of the plague that has broken out there. Uh, or if you want to take a Disney cruise or any type of cruise, a family getaway, a destination wedding, no matter what type of travel you require, our friends at Destination to Travel will hook you up. The best way to get them is to go to DisneyParksPodcast.com slash the letter D, the number two, travel. They've got some specials running right now. Uh, you can save up to 20% on rooms in early 2020 at select Walt Disney Resorts. You can also embark on a one-of-a-kind adventure by Disney to Southern California. Uh, they've got all the really uh, coolest things that you can do. Uh, they've got some exclusive experiences, some special dinners. They also have a very special dinner with Disney legends, uh, multiple, uh, Bob Gurr, Garner Holt, Disney historian Jeff Barnes will be there. Uh, it's going to be at Steakhouse 55 at Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa. That is on August 2nd through the 7th, 2020. So if you want to jump on that, you got to let us know there. They can let you know about pricing and all that good stuff as well. But again, like I said, fill out the form at DisneyParksPodcast.com slash the letter D, the number two, travel, and someone from Destinations to Travel will be in contact with you. Uh, all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into it? Yeah. 
All right. And there's nothing else we could do, boys and girls, but to get into <gasps> the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Uh, so my wife was kidding around the other day and she said, uh, you know, what's funny is they're talking about like in uh, 1820, there was a plague in 1920, another massive, massive plague esque event. Mm -hmm. And then now we have the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if I don't get a chance to tell you, it's been, been great knowing you, my friend. I I love you. (laughs) My homie. Uh, and yeah, I, we're making light of it. They've found cases already in Orange County, California, kids. I know. I know. Uh, Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland are now, and I can't believe I'm about to say these words, closed until further notice due to the coronavirus threat. Yikes. Uh, so now Hong Kong Disneyland has joined Shanghai Disneyland, which we were wondering about this, uh, and have ceased operation due to the fears of the coronavirus. Uh, a sandwich board has been placed outside of the theme park's reading, and I quote, to support the government's effort to prevent the spread of a communicable disease and to protect all our guests and cast members, Hong Kong Disneyland is closed until further notice. Yikes. Uh, in addition, the following notice is posted on the Hong Kong Disneyland website as a precautionary measure in line with prevention efforts taking place across Hong Kong. We are temporarily closing Hong Kong Disneyland Park starting January 26th out of consideration for the health and safety of our guests and cast members. The Hong Kong Disneyland Resort hotels will remain open, which makes no sense to me. Uh, we are in close contact with health authorities and the government about the situation and will announce a reopening date one they determine it is advisable. So let me ask you a question. Do you think you have a better chance getting uh, infected with the coronavirus in the theme park or in a hotel? Uh, Probably in the theme park because you touch more surfaces than you do in a hotel. Yeah, but in a hotel, aren't you surrounded by nothing but people? Uh, Yeah, but they're still not sure if it uh, can transfer person to person. or from a surface to person. So they're, they're still not sure where and how it can transmit. Uh, so like the, the latest story I heard on the news is they're not even sure if you'll have a, you know, like they were checking everybody with a gun to see if they had a fever. They're not, yep. they're saying now that they're not even sure if you'll have a fever as a pre sign. So now they're trying to figure out how to determine, uh, you know, if somebody gets off a plane, are they infected or not infected? Or getting on a plane, are they infected or not infected? So I know, right? It's crazy. I think uh, I think it's just better to stay home in your little bubble. <laughs> That's right. Stay home, kids. Stay, stay home. We're going to have the Look, purge I, soon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, I, I know one of us will be ready when people come yeah. trying to bust their door. That's true. <laughs> and one of us will be Tony. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go get some uh, aluminum clad stuff and wrap my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Stave them off with tinfoil. That's right. All right. Hey, there's some uh, taste testing happening in France Pavilion. And listen, France, if you need somebody to come over and help you with the tasting, I'm free. Right. No, as long as there's no coronavirus, yeah. let's go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
their authentic uh, French crepery is opening this summer in France uh, Pavilion at Epcot World Showcase. Uh, we've learned that the French, uh, uh, we've learned today that French hard ciders will be served there as well. Nice. Nice. I'm up for that. I love a hard cider. Uh, currently being test, uh, taste as a chef de France uh, when it opened the summer. La Creperie de Paris uh, will offer both table service and quick service. Ooh, I think they're going to have like a window, get it and go. And then they'll have like an area that you'll be able to sit down and eat your crepe. You I, have been standing at my window too long. You must go. I hope, go away. Yeah, I hope they have like savory and sweet. I hope they have uh, yeah. both, not that they just go with I mean, one and not the other. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I hope they do as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they do as well. Uh, all right. So uh, I've teased it in the newsletter, which if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you definitely got to go to DisneyParksPodcast.com and sign up. We don't spam you. We don't. We don't sell your information. It's totally safe. Uh, but we do like to email you guys and let you know what's coming up in the shows. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast, uh, we're making some changes. We're adjusting a few things. Uh, Tony and I had a very long planning session. We realized we were talking for like six, almost seven hours this weekend. I know. Uh, it was great, though. I came out of that that whole meeting jacked up. And it's rare that that, that happens. So oh, I was pretty excited. That's good. Uh, but we've made some some changes, and it might affect some people. But it's also going to be uh, liberating for some for, for some other people. So here's what we're going to do: uh, If you go to Patreon.com/slash Disney Parks Podcast, the reason you would go there is because you love what we do, and you want to support the show. And for all the people who are currently supporting, we say. Thank you. Uh, and if you want to support the show, we want to try to push you over the edge uh, and, and help us out because we've got a lot of things that we want to do. Uh, I cannot say who the person is, but can I tease where this person might be known from? Sure. Okay. I can't say who the person is, but I'm just saying if you're a fan of anything that rhymes with car wars – you might be excited about – I'm not saying that we've booked this person, but we're trying. Mm -hmm. uh, but for it to happen, it's going to take a lot of resources. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you haven't heard back yet, have you? No. I'll send God them I'll, I'm just going to keep sending. I, 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 I got, got nothing but time. God, God help us all. <laughs> so we're trying to accommodate a couple of things. We're trying to do that. We're trying to entice people to uh, to upgrade. Mm -hmm. If you've been with us for a, a length of time and you and you really like the content that you're getting, we're trying to encourage you to go up a level or two. Uh, so here's the one thing we're doing. We're also trying to alleviate some of the complaints we got because we got the survey back. So uh, ads are an issue. So here's what we're going to do. If you would like to hear the Disney Parks podcast with no ads, we've got a $3 Patreon level just for you. When you come into that level of Patreon, uh, we're going to give you, uh, uh, the show with zero ads, same great content, just with no advertising at all. Uh, that's at the $3 level, uh, at the $10 level, uh, we're going to be shifting some things around, uh, but you're still going to be getting, 
the Disney Plus podcast and uh, all the content that you're used to. The $5 level, we're shifting a couple things, uh, but don't freak out. It's going to be good. We'll be able to announce that, I think, maybe next week when we solidify some things. But what we've done, I'm so excited about this. If you are at the $25 level of Patreon or you're thinking about being a Patreon at $25, you get all of the rewards of the the $5, the $10, but you also get three Disney by the numbers t-shirts a year of your choosing. So you get the emails. I really want this shirt. So you just ring a ding email Tony and say, Hey, this is a shirt Credit it to my account. The one or two or three that I have left. So that's at the $25 level. So at the $35 level or higher, you get all of the content that we put out, all of the rewards that we offer for that level and the levels below for your membership. And then you get one year for every year that you're in, you get one year of uh, Disney by the numbers T-shirt club. You just get the shirt. It's included. You don't have to pay extra. You don't even have to pay extra for shipping. It's just part of it. Right. So for uh, for the thirty five dollar level, for every month you're in, you get a T-shirt. If you cancel, you, you don't get to continue. You have to go back to buying the shirts just like everybody else, mm-hmm. even me. But you still get all the great content, all the great rewards. That's at the thirty five dollar level. I encourage you guys to uh, to think about it. Go over there. I know I'm hard selling it. I apologize about that. But we're trying to do some big things this year and uh, we need your help. So. Patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Hey, last week, John, we had a trivia question. It was, what, yeah. what did Walt Disney say was the greatest export of the United States? Nuclear waste. <laughs> uh, a virus, maybe? No. No, no. A, <laughs> we're importing that, I believe. Uh, the answer was Laughter. And hmm. uh, the winner is Steve. And Steve, it's in the mail. Good job. All right. This week's yeah. question could be tricky. Mm. Could be a little bit tricky. The question is this, John. Who wrote the very first biography on Walt Disney? The very first oh. biography on Walt Disney, the person. Oh, my goodness. That's a toughie. I have no idea. Now, I know what all of you are going to start to think and say, but that's not the correct answer. Right. So if you know the correct answer, send it to at Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent Smithers. Excellent Smithers. Uh, all right. If you're fans of Haleo at Disney Springs, uh, you're going to be very excited to find out that they are hosting a one night only truffle and wine dinner. It's like a bank robbery. For one night only. Uh, Haleo at Disney Springs is hosting a special one night only event on Wednesday, February 12th. So, guys, Valentine's Day is two days later. Uh, guests can experience an interactive class on Truffled, followed by an exclusive multi-course Dinner with Spanish truffles shaved tableside by Haleo barbers. I mean, Haleo chefs. 
along with Spanish wine pairings. They're going to shave those truffles very thin. How thin? Way far thin. Uh, each winter, Nacho Ramirez. Did you ever see Nacho Libre? Yes. <laughs> That's what's going through my head right now. Uh, every winter, Nacho uh, Ramirez uh, and his specialty trained truffle hunting dog, Pepe, search the Spanish countryside in pursuit of the best black truffles. About six months old, mouthwatering fragrant, buried in the rich soil. Nacho will be flying these truffles to Haleo at Disney Springs the day they're discovered. Wow. First class, kids. Uh, where they will be the star ingredient in nine dishes created by Haleo culinary director Ramon Martinez and head chef Rodolfo Guzman. Expertly paired wines have been hand-selected by Haleo Sommelier Rafael Delgado and Think Food Group Sommelier Jordi Peronella to accent the flavors and textures of each dish. If you would like more information on how to do this, uh, we'll have information on the website in the show notes for this episode. Did you happen to see how much this event is, Tony? No, I didn't. Oh my goodness. It uh how much do you think that this event would be? Ballpark. At Haleo 250. 250. Let's see. <laughs> this event is going to cost you per person mm-hmm. $299. <laughs> but it does include tax and gratuity. Uh, the Four Seasons is having a truffle dinner, and it's not two ninety nine. No, it's like a buck fifty, yeah. right? No, I think it. Uh, I think it's a little bit higher than that. Yeah, but still, they haven't broke the three hundred dollar barrier. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, for one person, three hundred dollars. Yeah, and you have to, and well, you're probably going to be upstairs in the nice dining room, probably. But- Probably. Uh, you could be downstairs with all the people wearing shorts and flip-flops, but I'm pretty sure you're probably going to be upstairs. Yeah, probably be upstairs. All right. All right. Uh, the next news story is uh, who didn't see this coming? <laughs> right? Right. I, everybody <laughs> saw this coming. Uh, so Walt Disney Studios is going to turn Bambi into the latest live-action remake. Uh, the Walt Disney Company is reportedly in the process of developing a live-action ac- remake of their 1942 movie Bambi as part of its aim to reimagine their classic films for a new generation of audiences. Two writers have been hired to pen the screenplay, but has not been uh, committed to a production or a release date as of yet. Uh, Disney remakes have, for the most part, done fairly well, dating back to 2010 Alice in Wonderland, which was very strange. Tim Burton, thank you. Uh, which saw Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter. Uh, Disney ruled the box office in 2019, and that's no lie, with two remakes that brought in more than $1 billion in ticket sales worldwide, each with Aladdin in May and Lion King in July. Additional live make action, live action remakes are in the process. I've heard everything from Pinocchio to Aristocats to... Oliver and Company to the whole shenanigans. Mulan is one. Uh, one uh, of these in, 
one of these intents of remake is to one of the intents of the remakes is to keep cherished characters such as Belle and Cinderella and Maleficent relevant to the new generation of kids. Uh, the upcoming re- uh, remake of Mulan was partially a shot, uh, partially shot in China. Maybe not anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, features mostly a Chinese cast, uh, setting up for a potentially strong performance there. Nice. Uh, and then Disney's hanging the rest of their hat on uh, The Jungle Cruise, starring uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt, who was in Mary Poppins, uh, based on The Jungle Cruise attraction at the theme park. And I've heard that this is the next Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, series that they want series franchise yeah Yeah. yep yeah i find it very interesting that that uh i wonder to see how well milan does in china considering Mm. how they feel about i don't want to get in politics all right uh anything else on that buddy no (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna start a problem i could just see it Warg started by some idiot on a Disney podcast. <laughs> uh, a preview for Pixar's Onward is coming to Disneyland, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, what do you know about this movie, Onward, Tony? Do you know anything Nothing. at all about it? I haven't been watching any of the trailers or anything. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. Uh, <laughs> I know this. I know that it takes place in a fantasy land that's like a mix between real world and fantasy land. Hmm. So like there's trolls and fairies and monsters but they drive trucks and right. cars and live in houses and stuff huh. okay uh <clears throat> guests at walt disney world and the disneyland resort will soon be able to catch a sneak preview of the newest pixar animated film right. onward uh the movie features the voices of tom holland spider-man and chris pratt star lord uh, as elf brothers who embark on an extraordinary quest in an attempt to spend one more day with their late father. Does every Disney movie have to have some parent that died? The answer to that question, boys and girls, yes. Uh, starting February 7th, Disneyland Park guests can watch a sneak peek in the Tomorrowland Theater, and guests at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios can watch a preview at the Walt Disney Presents attraction. Disney Cruise Line guests actually get a preview during select voyages in February and in early March. Huh. So that's pretty good. Um, I know my feelings on this, but I, I'm curious to know, how do you feel about every time a big Disney movie comes out, they have to put sneak peeks inside the parks i typically try not to see them yeah i'm I'm the same way i don't i would per, prefer to watch the walt story again and again and watch, yeah. watch a trailer of something i'm gonna see and the problem that they do uh i i, I guess the problem for these are in the both parks is they're not just uh you know one minute or 30 second trailer they're they're like 10 to 15 minutes they're they're longer trailers you know right and a pixar movie typically is not that long so if i'm watching 10 minutes of it i've probably seen a third of the movie right (laughs) you know so I know. I, I try to avoid them as much as i can unless they're doing like really cool behind the scenes stuff while they're yeah, telling the story of of the trailer. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. If they if they give you the behind the scenes stuff, I'm down for that. That yeah, that sounds even I'm better. with you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, okay, let's so let's talk about meetups. Uh, we are not doing meetups monthly no longer. 
Uh, we are doing them quarterly. So our first meetup is going to be on uh, March 7th at 2 p.m. And we're going to the new CityWorks Poorhouse at not poor as in P-O-O-R, but P-O-U-R, like poor beer uh, mm-hmm. at Disney Springs. So this is right at the end of the NBA experience, kind of faces uh, Cirque and uh, House of Blues. And that's mm-hmm. where we're going to be March 7th, which is a Saturday at 2 p.m. You can go RSVP over on our website, uh, on the uh, Facebook page. Then on uh, April 20th, we are going to going back to have breakfast at Ravello uh, on May 7th and uh, on May 2nd. If you can, RSVP by April 20th. Uh, you can do that via email, DisneyParksPodcast at gmail.com. Tell us that you're coming. This way we can get a head count. This way we can get a reservation and uh, we can tell uh, Ravello how many peeps are coming. Okay. Yep. So uh, Ravello breakfast, May 2nd. This is a character breakfast. This is Goofy, Mickey, and Minnie. And it is uh, the food is spectacular and the character experience is even better. It'll be the best character experience you've had in a very long, very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, so meetups are one thing. Now we're also talking about events. So we're talking about possibly having a fireworks cruise. This would be kind of limited. We'll go out on uh, a boat and watch uh, Happily Ever After fireworks uh, out there. Uh, We're also then talking about possibly having a meetup over in the Carrollwood Room with Jim Corcus. We'll kind of give us a little history of Disney trains. Uh, If you've never been over there, it's the DVC building, which is part of the Wilderness Lodge. And in there they have what used to be called the Spike Room is now called the Carrollwood Room. And then they have trains and train history things. So Jim will talk to us in there. Uh, And then we are also also working on i have to make some phone calls on uh can we book a lunch with an imagineer uh i believe this can be done on the weekend so that we can get a little bit more people but typically an imagineer would come in it's usually for a group of about 12 people and you'll have actual lunch i wanted to have it at the brown derby in the bamboo room that's where i had it i think everybody will enjoy that uh it's a little private room off the brown derby you sit down you have lunch uh, you can ask the Imagineer all kinds of crazy questions and then have a lot of fun. So that's what we're working on for events. Yeah, buddy. All right. Raise your hand if you were a fan of Margaret Carey. All right. Yep. Uh, she's been on the show twice. Uh, and uh, she is a hoot. But Margaret Carey uh, who is the model for Tinkerbell, is going to marry her lost love at the age of 90. And she's also moving to Sarasota, Florida from California. So I'm excited. Maybe we'll see her more in the parks, which would be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Disney fan favorite Margaret Carey, who was the reference model for Tinkerbell in 1953, Peter Pan, recently reunited with a, a lost love, and the pair plan to marry this spring. I hope they're going to do it at the Disney Wedding Pavilion. I'd like to see if I could sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I... Uh I'll just walk over from, uh, you know, the grand floor. Oh, oh, I didn't know there was a wedding going on. <laughs> oh, Margaret, what's going on? Oh, hey, what up? <laughs> uh, for hey, Peter girl. Pan, 
Yeah, for Peter Pan, uh, Carrie was filmed uh, by a special effects crews performing scenes with these oversized props. And then the footage was later used by animators to help create uh, the Tinkerbell scenes. The actress who has been working since the age of four appeared in films with uh, Mickey Rooney, uh, Eddie Cantor, plus has had roles in things like The Little Rascals and The Andy Griffith Show. Uh, Carrie met uh, Robert Boak uh, when he was a student at the University of Southern California back in the 40s. The pair dated, but the romance ended and uh, Robert accepted a job in Northern California and Carrie stayed in Southern California to work on the ABC sitcom The Riggies. Uh, which ran from 1949 to 1952. Carrie then married television director Dick Brown in 1955, uh, 51, and then the pair to, were together for 37 years. A few years after Brown's death, uh, Carrie married again in 99 and then lost her second husband after 12 years. I don't know, Robert. I would take out some insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. It seems like Morgan's got a bad history with men. Don't. Whatever you do, don't ride the haunted mansion. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, this could be you. Yeah, last year, uh, Robert was in Amsterdam with friends and noticed a store called Tinkerbell's Toys. Uh, he commented to his friends that he had been in love with Tinkerbell uh, all his life, adding, I've never forgotten her. Uh, so those friends contacted uh, Carrie through her website and helped the couple reconnect. After uh, the first call, Robert uh, uh, and Carrie found a place, uh, found a piece of fraternity jewelry her former beau had given her 70 years earlier. After several phone calls, uh, they finally uh, aligned their, uh, the pair were able to meet. Uh, Carrie said, we looked at each other and it was love at f second sight. Uh, so it's a Disney story. It's a Hallmark movie. And uh, that's it. That's the whole Margaret Carrie story. Mm. You got to uh, go back and listen to those episodes if you have not. Go to DisneyParksPodcast.com and uh, in the search, just type in Margaret Carey. Uh, she, uh, she is a hoot. There's a lot of lot of joke opportunities here, but I will not take them because <laughs> I, I have too much respect for Margaret. And, and he's, he's a World War II vet. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take the shot, but I'm telling you that honeymoon is going to be fascinating. <laughs> Sorry. It'll probably be at Disney World. <laughs> They're just going to go on Peter Pan over and over again. They're going to go on Peter Pan and be in bed by five. So yeah. it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, the Pirate League, uh, Pirates League over the Magic Kingdom is, uh, sit down kids, closing soon. According to a note on the official Walt Disney World website, the Pirates League at the Magic Kingdom will be closing on July 27th of 2020. Located next to the Pirates of the Caribbean in Adventureland, the Pirates League offers makeover packages to transform young guests into a pirate captain, a first mate, or a mermaid. Uh, there's no word yet on what will next uh, take over the space. What do you think in Q-Line? No, I bet they do some kind of other show there of some sort. A show? Yeah. A show in the little space where they were just doing makeup and stuff. I, I think so. I don't I, – character meet and greet maybe? Maybe. Yeah. I see a character meet and yeah. greet. Uh, Captain Hook and Shmee. Mm. Uh, Captain Jack. Mm. Jungle. Uh, How far is that from the Jungle Book? Because that could be a new – Very far away. Yeah. It's all the way down at the other end, isn't it? 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's right next to the ride. So it's, it's like, here's the Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise, here's Pirates of the Caribbean, and here's the place for the... It's just it would not be a good idea for the mm. Jungle Cruise stuff. But, you know, it'd be kind of cool if they turned it into like a, a grog place, mm. you know. Oh, yeah, but, a little bar. Yeah, but then it's the Magic Kingdom. They don't sell alcohol there, so. Mm. Hmm, that's too bad. Turn it back into uh, Mickey D. French Fry stand. <laughs> that's where that was? No. <laughs> that Yeah, that was over. Keep going around the corner from yeah. like Caddy Corner to Pecos Bills. Yeah. I used to love that place. It was a great place to grab a, a quick snack, French fries. Boom. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. You're yeah. done. Yeah. You're done to me. You're done to me. All right. Hey, uh, event tickets are now on sale for the 2020 Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. That's a nice mouthful. Tickets are, now on, yeah, tickets are now on sale for many of the seminars and events that will take place during the 2020 Disney California Food and Wine Festival, including tastings, winemaker receptions, and new culinary walking tour. Uh, yeah, because you're going to want to walk off that food and wine. Word. <laughs> uh, this year's festival begins on February 28th and continues through April 21st. Uh, the new Disney Culinary Adventure Tour is scheduled on Wednesdays and Thursdays during the festival and features a look behind the scenes at some of the new festival offerings, plus unique hands-on uh, food experiences. This tour is available for guests 12 and older, and admission to, obviously, California Adventure is required. The cost for the tour is only $99, so that's not too shabby. It's not bad at all. There are three... Carthay Circle Winemaker Receptions this year uh, on select Friday evenings. Guests will enjoy a selection of wines, hoodies, uh, as they chat with winemakers and industry experts. First up is March 20th is Skywalker Vineyards. Maybe Mr. Lucas will come out and talk about the wines. Is it mm-hmm. bad? Well, this is the uh, this is my favorite because it uh, <laughs> makes my nose tingle when I when I drink it. I think of all the money that I've lost and how screwed up that the Star Wars stuff has been. It's just it's a, I can't talk right now. <laughs> uh, March twenty seventh is the Fest Parker Winery. Well, he won't be there. Yeah, Fest won't be there. Fest is making the wine by pushing up the grapes. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> that's uh, then that's April tenth is a Silverado uh, Vineyards. They had the uh, I can't think of the name of that wine that they do. Um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Horn. Uh, they had a reception at Epcot. Was it last year? Maybe the year before. And yeah. people blew their minds because both of them were there, and they were signing bottles and stuff. And that was. Pretty big shenanigans. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, These receptions are for guests 21 and older only, and admission to California Adventure is required. Uh, The cost for those events is $100 uh, plus tax and gratuities. Uh, Beer and wine mixology tasting seminars are scheduled on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays throughout the festival. Seminars are only for guests 21 and older, plus you'll need admission to the park, and they are only $25. So there you go. They get the like the slim down version of our food and wine. Yeah. The, well, the mini version. The space is much smaller. Yeah. You have to yeah. Cram, yeah. cram a lot into a little space and still allow people to walk through. Right. Uh, okay. So if you like me and you're, you're desperately waiting for this space 2020 to open, I don't care about the food. 
I'm sort of I I do want to see the decor. I do want to see how they do the space thing. Mm. What I'm really interested in is I can hear the cars from Test Track. That's really <laughs> the curmudgeon in me is just like, oh, I hear the not cars. The, not Good the job, elevator guys. ride. No. Uh, no, I don't think there's going to be a real elevator ride, but that's just me. Um, uh, Space 2020 at Epcot is uh, going to be opening to guests on March 30th, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, although Disney has yet to confirm an opening date. Where'd you mm. pull this from? Because God knows if you pulled it from that website, I'm going to come over there and smack you. No. Uh, Disney's not yet confirmed an opening date for the much anticipated Space 2020 restaurant coming to Epcot's future world. <gasps> but well placed sources have advised us that the new eating establishment will begin welcoming guests on March 30th. While Disney's site still states an opening time frame of this winter, mm-hmm. which actually ends on March 19th. But hey, you know. They will for a couple of days. Uh, to get to the restaurant, guests will board a special space elevator. Mm hmm. That will transport them to the dining room. Viewports will provide an aerial view of Epcot as guests feel like they're traveling high above the planet. Hmm. In the meantime, we're still on the lookout for the menu. Uh, and as soon as we know, you'll know. We're waiting for the date to be announced uh, as to when advanced dining reservations can be made. Space 2020 is part of the Patina Group. Right. I so I went on their website. Uh, I tried Open Table. I tried the Pantana Group website, trying to just poke around, see if I could pull a menu or get a reservation. None of them. It is on the Disney uh, page. If you go to you know WaltDisneyWorld.com.go.gov.com, mm-hmm. uh, and you put in Space Twenty Twenty, they do have a page already set up uh, with some information, but no menu and no open date yet. So. <laughs> I'm getting excited. I want to ride this elevator. I I do. I want to see what the all, all the hubbub is about. I want to see how good the video is. Yeah, because I mean, I, I want to see. How I good heard the it's just are. flat panels on the floor and flat yeah. panels on the wall. You know, so hopefully those cables are long enough from the the ground. Bing 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 bing. Damn, we. Why are we? Why are we flying away? <laughs> Actually. um... I know this is a little off topic, but I watched a video of uh, a, a, a Disney video blogger <laughs> who has figured out how they do all the uh, effects in Rise of the Resistance. Oh, really? Uh, and it's fascinating. And I'm like, if they can do that on the attraction, I'll bet this restaurant thing is going to be pretty flipping cool. Mm. Because like he explained like the Ray uh, – hologram mm-hmm. he explained some of the ways that the other things worked right. and, and their use of video screen their video screen technology that disney's employing yeah uh they're becoming masters at using video in such a way that uh that most people aren't thinking about the problem is is every tv breaks yeah <laughs> i mean yeah pixels go know, out i hope they have yeah. replacements at the ready oh i hope so too especially yeah. if they're custom Oh my God! If they're custom, you know you don't want to have one. <laughs> you know? No, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. Uh, that ride took a hard hit the other day. It was down for seven hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank God I wasn't there. Yeah, same here. <laughs> All right, John. I think Harmonious, the new show at Epcot, is going to mm-hmm. come sooner rather than later. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next story is that there are huge barges that will bring the harmonious uh, whole experience to life. And the way it was explained by an Imagineer is in the middle, again, <laughs> of the lagoon, there's going to be four of these barges. Like, think of it like a compass, but they're not really northeast, west, south. They're kind of on a diagonal. And that's mm-hmm. the sh- there's going to be stuff that happens in the middle, and then these show barges is the rest of the show with LED fireworks and other components that will be on these barges. So All right. uh, after saying that the harmonious is the upcoming nighttime spectacular at Epcot uh, coming later this year. Um, they took a huge step forward by getting delivery of several of the 30, there's only going to be four of them. So several puppy meets too. a uh, 30 foot by 75 foot barge. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That will be used as the base for all the technology that will bring this uh, show to life. Uh, the floating platforms will has, house set pieces, custom built LED panels, moving fountains, lights, lasers, and pyrotechnics all on one said barge. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Harmonious will feature, obviously, classic Disney music and images that have been reimagined by uh, musicians and artists from around the world. No premiere date has been set for this. Mm. That should be uh, that should be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Should be, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really disappointed in how they've named it. Name is awful. (laughs) I'm not going to go back on that. Uh, they could have named not. it Epcot Forever Forever. Epcot Forever. Really this time. <laughs> they they should call it like they called the name of the uh the Disney Plus show. Yeah. Harmonious. Mistakes were made. <laughs> the extra magic hour harmonious forever. <laughs> the extra the extra 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 harmonious. Uh so they're not to be outdone by the Millennium Falcon. Now there's a must have Disney Skyliner popcorn bucket. Mm. God help us all. My wife saw it. She's like, oh, I want to have one of those, too. And I'm like, I just spent 25 bucks on a Millennium millennium Falcon. (laughs) I really didn't say that. I don't care. I'll buy whatever she wants to. Uh, I want her happy. And if that makes her happy, that's my my job. Uh, A new popcorn bucket has flown into Epcot and is flying off the shelves as fast as they are arriving. I hope they're not crashing. Crashing into people's carts. I'm just kidding. Uh, The new bucket is in the form of a Disney Skyliner gondola uh, and includes Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Chip and Dale, and Pluto artwork for the very first cabin Disney shared when they announced the project. Currently, these popcorn buckets are only available at Fife and Drum and World Showplace at Epcot and the popcorn cart in Future World near the Electric Umbrella. These popcorn buckets sell for $17.00. Plus tax. Thanks. Ask me how much the Millennium Falcon cost. 30 bucks. Nope. 25. Hmm. And the back end lights up. I like when the popcorn bucket's light. That's, yeah. So, I mean, I felt like I got a little bit more bang for my buck. Yeah. Uh, but $17 for a, a piece of plastic. You got a good piece of hunk of junk. Yeah, I mean, you know, we collect them. That's that's our curse. Mm. So, yeah. you know. All right. Uh, if you are an Etsy shop owner, uh, be warned. Uh, Disney is now cracking down on Etsy sellers offering unlicensed Baby Yoda merch. 
So they are at it again. They've put their legal team to good use. <laughs> they're mad because they didn't jump on it as soon they as they They weren't first, so now they're mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll teach you guys. Yep. So fans of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus collectively lost their minds when The Child appeared in the new series. A demand for the merchandise featuring the adorable Baby Yoda was fierce, and Disney didn't release anything prior to the show's premiere uh, as to not to spoil the surprise, but they also weren't quick to release it once they did. Uh, in the meantime, Etsy shop owners uh, took out their crocheting hooks along with other uh, creative skills to create plushies and toys uh, featuring the little guy, which set their shops on fire, so to speak. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. bootleg merchandise was selling like hotcakes in many of the Etsy shops until Disney began using takedown notices. Uh, according to the story on The Verge, which is a website you go visit, uh, many of the complaints uh, Disney sent to uh, Etsy stated that the shop owners used words Star Wars, Mandalorian, and Yoda in their listings for unofficial merchandise. Uh, Etsy proceeded to – they should have just used the child. You can't copyright a word that's in the vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, Etsy proceeded to deactivate those listings, even though uh, those with current orders causing issues for some shop owners. Disney sent out notices once they began offering their own Baby Yoda merch uh, for sale several weeks after the show premiered. But many items seemed lackluster in comparison to the awesomeness of the handmade stuff on Etsy. Yep. So, obviously, uh, Disney uh, has the right to enforce its intellectual property and to prevent others from profiting from its work. Uh, fans were eager to purchase this uh, merch. Uh, Etsy sellers, handmade toys, uh, delivered a plethora of stuff. Uh, so there you go. It's uh, it's out there. I'm sure if you rename it correctly and hide it from Disney, uh, they you won't get a takedown notice. Just name it the child. Nobody knows. Uh- Yes, yes, you could. Yeah. Um, you know, and the thing, the thing about it is, or it, just name it Baby Yoda backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be weird. Uh, the thing that the thing is, yes, it's a copyright infringement, mm. sorta. But I've seen the quality of the the stuff that they've come out with, and we bought a Turbis. Mm. Uh, we were in, we were shopping. We, oddly enough, we were shopping for a Turbis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw the Baby Yoda one, and I was like, "Why not? Makes sense." But it's not as—I mean, it's it's just not thrilling. Yeah. Uh, I got an email today from uh, Entertainment Earth, mm. which is a company that does, you know, figures and Funko Pops, and and you know, I get I get emails on when they're debuting new content and they've got a lot of baby Yoda Mandalorian stuff. Right. And it's just not that great. I've seen stuff online. It's way better than that. Yeah. I just, the t-shirts I've seen in the parks are not that. No, they're horrible. Yeah. They're not that exciting. Look, it's it's literally, it's literally like, I, you know, when you come out of, okay, so here's what freaks me out. Rise of the resistance apparently is an amazing attraction, meaning I've never been on it, but the videos are incredible. Right. Millennium Falcon, incredible experience. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to Toy Story Land or Galaxy's Edge, you are immersed in those areas. Right. You know, not so much to the same degree in Toy Story Land, but what are you going to do? Um, you're in a backyard scene, so I guess you're immersed in it. 
But the thing is, the creativity level ends in the parks. Right. It's like the merchandise department is horrible. Yeah. It's it's okay. So let's slap this together and put it on hat and make this green and blop. There you go. And, and the thing is, is people buy it. Mm-hmm. If if Disney fans would, and I guess this is where the delineation between who we are as Disney fans and bloggers right. differentiates ourselves between other Disney sites. If Disney fans would just stop for one second and go, if this wasn't Walt Disney World, if I was standing in a shop at the mall, would I buy this? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if the answer is not a heck yeah, I buy it. You know, but the thing is, is it's the only thing that you can get with with a Yoda on it is the two two different versions of, of really cheesy 2D socks, mm-hmm. uh, the same 2D graphic on the on a tumbler. Right. It's just not it's not Disney quality. Yeah. You know, they missed the boat on it. And now they're paying the price. Right. And they're mad. So well, and they're mad and they're going to take it out on everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now I'll get off my soapbox. Uh, okay, so Carlo's Bake Shop uh, treats are now available at Earl of Sandwich at Disney Springs. If you and your sweet tooth are heading to Disney Springs in the near future, you definitely want to stop in and add the uh, Carlo's Bake Shop uh, to your to-do list. These were featured on TLC's Cake Boss. Uh, now they have a presence here at Walt Disney World, which is exciting. I know Tony's Tony Dick's Cake Boss and mm-hmm. what's the guy's name? Carlo. Yeah, Carlo. Yeah, no. duh. Sorry. Uh, so Carlo's Bake Shop treats can now be found at the ever popular Earl of Sandwich, Disney Springs Marketplace. Earl of Sandwich in-house dessert game was pretty strong, but the introduction of Carlos this might make it even mo better. Uh, a case of Carlo's Bake Shop treats can be found in the main counter just before you reach the cashier. At this time, the treats are available for purchase, including large slices of cake for just ten ninety-five. Each. The choices include a chocolate fudge cake slice, a rainbow cake slice because Disney, uh, and a red velvet cake slice. Hmm. Carlo's black and white cookie is also available for $3.95. At $3.95, the cookie proved to be a good dessert option, but it could be shared and savored among uh during uh, among a stroll around Disney Springs. If you'd like to see more Carlos Bake Shop treats, uh, and you're gonna be at the Florida Mall. Uh, Carlos Bake Shop has a standalone location near the food court. I did not know that. Yeah, I knew that. I'd go there. I don't go there to buy anything because they don't have any Italian pastries in there, which is my biggest complaint. If you're an Italian bakery, yeah. have Italian pastries and, and baked goods, not cupcakes and cookies, for the love of right. God. Right. And I've said that to the manager Every time I walk past there, because I usually park on that side of the mall, every time I walk past there, I go in, I look around, and I just see cupcake and cook. I'm like, that's not Italian pastry. Sorry. And they're like, well, that's what we're told to sell. I said, well, then. Great. I mean, no cannolis, no lobster claws. No cannoli? No, no, no cannoli cookies. No. So, where, where you go, Tony, to get a cannoli? Yeah, that's the problem. You know where I go? Four Seasons. Four seasons. Hell yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, talk about Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland after dark. Star Wars night. Woo-hoo. Announced for Star Wars celebration. Uh, after Disneyland, uh, another uh, Disneyland after dark event has been announced for this year. Uh, and it's Star Wars night. I think this is going to go over and sell out very quickly. 
Yeah, within minutes. Yeah. Uh, the After Hour events will celebrate all things from a galaxy far, far away. On August 27th, the first night of Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, Another reason it'll sell out, <laughs> which yeah. will be held at the Anaheim uh, Convention Center, uh, August 27th and 30th. And I would tell you this, uh, go watch the One Day at Disney. Uh, there, uh, This week is uh, the guy who does celebration events for Star Wars. Really? Yes. There's a guy at Lucasfilm that all he does is Star Wars events. Well, what do you do today? I planned an event. Oh, <laughs> who for? Star Wars. <laughs> That's it. Uh, sign me up for that. Uh, Star Wars Night will be a separately ticketed event uh, in Disneyland Park with unique entertainment, special food, photo ops, collectible merch, of course, of course. and much, much more. Uh, the event will include this exclusive after hour access to Disneyland Park starting at 6 p.m. Uh, special entertainment, including a Star Wars themed fireworks spectacular. Spectacular. A galactic dance party, character encounters, and more. Theme decor and event merchandise and themed food and beverages. Immersive Star Wars themed photo ops. Unlimited digital downloads of Disney photo pass photos taken during the event. A limited quantity of these tickets will be sold. So stay tuned for more updates and pricing. As we, we should buy two. We should buy two. Sell, sell them. <laughs> <laughs> Make a killing. They're double the price now that it's sold out. <laughs> They're double the price and twice as nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> hang on. I'll get this out. I swear. I read this story a few days ago and it came out and the, and I my you probably brain had act- the same reaction I had. Like <laughs> my my brain went. Huh? You know, what? Say what? <laughs> so Disney is mm-hmm. reportedly looking to cast Zach Efron as uh as Captain Jack <laughs> in a in a new Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh previously we shared that Disney is looking to reboot the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Yep. And I do realize that's a Caribbean and Caribbean at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time, without Johnny Depp, no Johnny Depp, uh, as Captain Jack Sparrow, the assumption is is uh, Jack is going to uh, not appear in the reboot, but it seems Disney is going in a different direction. Uh, Disney is looking to cast Zac Efron to replace Johnny Depp as Captain Jack. Uh, we don't know if that means Disney will be remaking the original films. God, I hope not. Or we will be getting some new stories, please God, yes, for a young Jack Sparrow before his time as a captain. That would be interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Dis- Disney's brought on veteran Pirates writer Ted Elliott and hired Chernobyl creator, the movie, <laughs> not the actual accident, <laughs> Craig Mazin, to create an all-new story that will give the Pirates of the Carib- Car- Caribbean franchise a good old kick in the pants. Disney producer Sean Bailey wants to bring fresh faces to the franchise. We want to bring in a new energy and vitality. Please, 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 please do not bring in Kristen Stewart. Don't do it, Disney. Uh, Originally, in 2018, writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick were signed on to reboot the franchise, but they stepped down to focus on 
Deadpool 3. Mm. After Disney's acquisition of Fox, expected to return to the franchise is executive producer, wait for it, Jerry Bruckheimer. Yep. Mm -hmm. God help us all. It's currently unknown if the Pirates reboot will premiere in theaters or possibly in the Disney Plus original uh, streaming service. Uh, I think that would probably be a better. I don't know, man. I I, I like I, I really do like. Uh, Zach Efron, Efron, Efron. Uh, I liked him in uh, like the the Neighbors movie. Mm-hmm. He's done a few things. Like, didn't he do the? Um, he did a, a movie. Did Ted Bundy, right? Uh, I can't remember. Him? He did a, a comedy with uh, Robert De Niro, like a Dirty Grandpa or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you're I, I up think- against. Robert De Niro, you got to bring your A game. <laughs> not anymore. I don't think Robert De Niro is not half the actor he used to be. I think he got broken. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Uh, I was thinking about like if they did because uh, I was thinking about pirate movies and things. I was like, you know, what if they did like a Peter Pan reboot? I think Josh Gaddis Smee would be a good. Uh, yeah, fit. Who do you think would be a good Captain Hook for Peter Pan live action? A good Captain Hook? Yeah. Uh, um, I'll, I'll come up with something in a minute. Um, I was wrong. He didn't play Ted Bundy. The one that I was thinking of that I was so impressed with him was when he was in Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and finish this out, and I'll come up with a really good uh, Captain uh, Hook. Let me see if I get the button to work. You ready? No. Let's just do it without. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Hey, kids. How about a little headline news? And now, the headline news. All right. Uh, First up, Disney early morning magic in Fantasyland is extended through July. Now, this is the extra thing you pay for that you get up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. You go to Fantasyland. You have breakfast, uh, buffet, uh, Pinocchio Haas, and then you get access to the Fantasyland attractions only. Mine Train, Belle, Mermaid, all the Peter Pan, yada yada, all the stuff like that. Uh, next up, Fast Pass Plus is available now for the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run beginning February 19th. And I should also tell you that they changed the Fast Pass Plus tier over at the studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like this. Uh, Slinky Dog and Tower of Terror is tier one, and then everything else is now tier two. Mm. Uh, Adventure by Disney is offering more European river cruises in 2021. I'm calling my name, man. So if you're looking for a river cruise. I'm calling my name. Get listen. Listen. John, come come take a river cruise. You can hear that, right? <laughs> I have a friend that does it uh, uh, quite often. He likes it because they, they park at different ports and then you could just go explore for yeah. a day or two and then you get back on the boat. That's your place to stay. You yeah. have your room. You have your food. You just go out and do whatever. Yeah, they like it. 
Oh. Uh, Cookie Ann, a friend of Duffy, is now available at Olani. So if you're heading to Hawaii and you want to get yourself a Cookie Ann, you can do that. Mm. Uh, City Hall here at Our Magic Kingdom in Florida is uh, under refurb. They got the whole big sh- screen shim up. One little portal to try and get in there. So mm-hmm. uh, when you mm-hmm. go in there, be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt Disney World Railroad Photo Op is now moving to Fantasyland. I think they're going to do some construction like they've been doing on the rest of the, the line, um, the railroad. Uh, and I think they're finally coming into that area. So they're going to move it to the back, which is going to be weird. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't tried this, something you might want to try, uh, they have a hidden Mickey Safari now at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. So you go to the lodge, say, can I get the hidden Mickey Safari? And they'll give you a piece of paper <laughs> and they tell you where to go hunt down these uh, hidden Mickeys uh, throughout the lodge. That's great. Great I thing to that. do on a rainy day, you know. So I would just tell you, go buy Steve Barrett's book. You have plenty of hidden Mickeys. Done, done the fun for everyone. Yeah, Exactly. All right, Tara, I have for everybody. I have uh, a couple of ideas for the perfect Captain Hook. All right, good. Ready? Go. Go. Tim Curry. Interesting. That would be he was amazing. Uh, I have another one that's going to sound crazy, but when you think about it, it, would be would be wonderful. William Shatner. Ooh, interesting. As crazy as he is, uh, I think he would be good uh, if I really had to go. So me, me, come here. Uh, he would never do it, but I honest to God believe that he would be great. Mm. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Oh, God, yes. He'd be great at yeah. that, but he would never do it. Yeah. I think it needs a, a, a like a, almost a comedic person, you know. I mean, Captain Hook is funny in his own way. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And Robin Williams is no longer with us. He yeah. would have been perfect. Oh, God, that would have been great. <sighs> so, all right. Well, uh, he was Peter Pan in Hook. Correct. Yeah, he'd be better. <laughs> Hook now, I believe. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, we want to encourage you to come find us over at podcast.com i have uh links for some of these stories if you want to read a little bit more about it uh, you can find those links over at disneyparkspodcast.com as well as all of our show archives uh and a blog post and some different things you can do like i don't know uh click and take advantage of our good friends like i don't know magic your bands uh, you can get a discount if you use the discount code uh, Magic Your Bands. You can save ten percent on your order. Uh, we good to go on that one. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, you can also find our friends over at Destinations to Travel. Uh, you can fill out the form at DisneyParksPodcast.com/slash/the-letter-D, the number two, travel, uh, and they will hook you up with whatever amazing deals are going on uh, all across the world of travel. Uh, also, come find us on YouTube, Twitter. Instagram, no, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook at Disney Parks Podcast, Twitter at Disney Podcasters, although we don't tweet as much as we should. Uh, but guys, we got a lot of really cool things going on, uh, and we would highly, highly encourage you. If you like what we do here, you want to support us, uh, we would certainly appreciate that. All that goes to making this show better, uh, and that's over at patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. And as we always like to say, if we don't see you online, we'll see you in the parks. 
The Disney Parks podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Disney Parks.